Hey, investors, Bradley here from Watson Estates, and you're listening to the largest and fastest growing podcast for Toronto real estate on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning into our show. Hopefully you're getting value about what's going on in the market, but we like to bring on guests that can support us in our real estate investment journey. So today on our show, we have Elizabeth Kelly, who is an expert in helping us identify what types of investment strategies we should deploy, what best fits you and your personality, and what are some of the challenges that investors face as they try and transition or level up from one strategy to the next. As a coach and a mentor, Elizabeth is a wonderful soul with a wealth of information, and I'm thrilled to have been able to speak with her as you're loving the show, please hit that like button and support the channel. You can tag us as you share this on Instagram at Watson Estates. Enjoy the show. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us on the show. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks. How are you doing? Very good. I'm excited to have this chat. I know we were a couple, we were chatting a couple of weeks ago about where we wanted to take this podcast. And I think you're going to add a, a ton of value for people that are in that transition phase in their portfolio and trying to decide where they're going to go next. But before we do, could you tell us a little bit about you, your backstory in real estate and what you do uh, during the day? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I started in real estate investing long ago in 2005. And my husband and I, we were, you know, we bought six pre-construction condos. We bought, you know, single family homes and duplexes in, in Newmarket. And uh, we bought around the GTA. We were super proud of ourselves. We were like, we are doing something awesome. We are saving for our retirement. And then we went and we took the three-day rich dad course that was being offered at the time. And uh, we came out of that on a Saturday and we're like, wow, we are doing the right thing, but we're doing it the wrong way. So we had a conversation about what our vision was and what we wanted to do. And we decided we were all in. So we, uh, we committed to educating ourselves. We picked the top level course with the mentorship and everything. And we spent the next year basically diving in um, and, and really educating ourselves on the different strategies. How do you run a business, a real estate business? Uh, I left my job in 2008 and, um, then my husband left his, and I think it was 2014, he left his job. And, uh, since then we've done rent to owns, we bought multifamily buildings. We have joint venture partners. Uh, we run a large property management company in Kirkland Lake, Ontario. Uh, we have a, have a portfolio in St. John, New Brunswick. So we've kind of done a, a lot of strategies in a number of different places. And we've just, we've done wholesaling and burrs and all kinds of stuff. It's, uh, it's been a wild ride, but it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, obviously, we rub elbows with a lot of the same people and everyone speaks very highly of you. And oh, um, you. just, yeah, you're a great person. I can tell. Um, I don't know you super personally, apart from us kind of prepping for this show, but I'm, uh, it's great to hear all of the many things you're doing. And as I think about where we're going to head with this episode, I think it kind of fits your personality perfectly. You know, that ability to do many things. Um, I know for me can be a distraction, to be honest, to have all of these different, but if you've got that skill where you've been able to conquer so many different avenues, investing in real estate, it has definitely set you up to help guide people that are unsure um, and do want to find that that next strategy. So, so that's where we're going to go today. But I also know you're doing coaching and mentoring and you're helping people. Maybe tell us a little bit about that and uh, maybe some of your students. Sure, absolutely. In, um, in 2012, Rich Dad asked us to come back and share some of our successes that we'd had as investors growing our portfolio. 
And at that point, I kind of discovered my, my love for, for teaching and coaching. So I was a trainer for Rich Dad for eight years, and I had the, um, the honor to be able to work with hundreds of investors across the country and helping them get started on their journey. And I love that. I love the ability to be able to connect with people and educate people and support them. But I realized that I only got three days with them. And what I really wanted was the opportunity to help people long term, because there are some people who, you know, they're super motivated and they're not risk adverse and they start their journey and they just dump in and they do their first deal and they do their second deal and they do really well. And then there's sort of a percentage of people who are you know, slower, a little more hesitant. They want to feel more comfortable. They want more education and support, and then they're ready to take action. And then there's some people who are um, tend to be a little more risk adverse. And because they're so concerned about making a mistake with, you know, we're talking about buying real estate. So we're talking about tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. And those people really struggle to take that first step. And I really wanted to be able to help more people. So I officially opened my coaching business in January of 2020, believe it or not. Um, I'd already done some coaching and, and uh, that kind of thing, but I officially um, put my sign out. And uh, it's, been, it's been amazing, the opportunity to work one-on-one -on -one with people you know, on a weekly basis and help them figure out you know, where are they right now, where do they want to get to and what are those specific things that they need to do on a weekly basis to you know move the needle and be able to look back you know three months six months 12 months and just be blown away by how much they've been able to accomplish so it's been a great opportunity and, and thank you for thank you for your kind words i appreciate that i know sometimes in the world of real estate it's sometimes about how we look and not about who we are so I think it's important that you value who people are when you choose to work with them. Absolutely. All right. Let's dive into some, uh, some goods here. And I know you're super passionate about, obviously people are getting the sense of helping people identify their strategy, but you've also put a lot of elbow grease um, in creating and designing a system for, for hopefully some of our listeners and some of your students. So can you walk us through what that looks like? Maybe we'll start high level. And then I want to get into some of the key details, but essentially what, what my understanding of this program is, is we're helping people identify where they want to take their real estate portfolio and yeah. what is, what kind of fits their skill set. but I'll let you, I'll let you explain it. Um, better. <laughs> sure. So one of the biggest obstacles investors have when they're starting out is deciding what strategy makes the most sense for them. So you've got kind of people who watch like HGTV and they're like, oh, flipping, it only takes 22 minutes and I can do that. No problem. So let me get right on that. And then there's other people who, you know, a property falls in their lap and they're not really too sure what to do with it. And they don't feel like they have the skills yet, but they just, they don't know how to wholesale a property or, you know, there's a variety of different reasons why people end up doing or how they get into their first deal. Um, there's tons of questions, you know, pre-construction condos, are they a good investment? And um, what I've learned as a trainer and as a coach is that everybody's journey is different. And that's the, one of the amazing things about real estate. I'm sure you see it all the time with your clients is that what works for some people doesn't work for others. So what I'm working on is a system where there's a series of questions that people answer. And based on those answers to the questions, they are then fed the top three recommended strategies for them, for their personal situation, for, you know, the goals that they're looking to accomplish for their current level of knowledge, for 
for the amount of time that they have available, all those factors are taken into consideration so that instead of people going, hey, I want to be a flipper, and then suddenly realizing that it takes a lot of time and energy to actually execute a flip well, they go, okay, now I know what I didn't know before. I can make a better choice and make this transition into real estate faster, easier, um, do it more smoothly and with less kind of, you know, bumps, um, you know, maybe you didn't anticipate that you were going to flip and you're going to spend a lot of time away from your family and they weren't expecting that. So if we can ease that transition and kind of lower some of the obstacles that investors have to entering, then I think that people are going to enjoy real estate a lot more. Now, I haven't taken this questionnaire myself, but I know um, from experience and talking to people, the biggest question many have is, when it comes to deciding a strategy, they, they don't think about themselves. They don't think about their skill set. They don't think about any of that. All they think about is what strategy is going to make me the most money. And that's a very, imagine if that was the approach that we took to uh, think of the advice you give to your kids, you know, don't pick a job based on the one that's going to give you the most money, find the one that you love and that fits your personality. So there is a tremendous need for this um, and a lot of lack of clarity. And at the end of the day, having kind of uh, making the decision to choose one avenue or one strategy is the hardest part and having too many options. So being able to narrow it down for someone and say, this is the one that fits because of, you know, your own personality or what you're looking for, your career goals and your, you know, your, what you want to uh, achieve as far as success goes, I would assume um, that these are things that people are ignoring. There's a lot of aspects that people are ignoring. If you were to, obviously we can't get into every single um, question, but I'm curious, are there like key aspects that you've kind of brought it down to um, that you could share with us some, some kind of thoughts on, on the way we should be processing uh, or making that decision on uh, what investment strategy we should, we should move ahead with? For sure. So there's sort of two components. There's like, who are you and what do you bring to the table, which is, you know, how much time do you have available? How much current knowledge do you have? What is your financing ability? You know, have you met with a mortgage broker and, you know, do you know I can buy X number of properties or are you looking at partnership? And then there, there's sort of the other component, which is what is the market doing right now? And Sometimes people have challenges when they pick either a strategy or they pick a market and then try and force the two together. So I'm sure you know that, um, you know, doing flipping doesn't make sense in every market. There's certain markets where flipping is not the ideal strategy. But if you're so committed to that strategy that you haven't bothered to check on the market or that you don't understand the fundamentals of the market well enough to know that, you know, you might get to the end of your flip in six months and it might not be a, the ideal time to sell. So there's a lot of kind of these nuances and it kind of becomes almost a, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, do you look at yourself and analyze and decide based on what I know and what I have to offer, this is the strategy? Or do you say, you know, I have to invest close to me because that's my level of comfort. So do you pick your strategy first or do you pick your market first? And the question is how you kind of combine those two. And some people have, you know, done a very good job of it. Other people, I mean, one of the things that I saw a lot of investors do when I was a trainer was they were trying to do all the strategies at once simultaneously. And that, in my experience, 
leads to overwhelm, it leads to confusion, it leads to uh, poor execution. So we're better off, we choose one strategy at a time and become an expert in that strategy and then move on to the next one. So that's really what my goal is, is to help people understand who am I, what do I want to accomplish from this, what do I already know and what can I offer and you know what is the strategy that makes the most sense for me and where can I execute it, can I do it around here. If I can't do the strategy that I really want to do around me, then and do I need to say, okay, what's, where is the market right now? What strategies make sense? And then I'll choose one of those. Yeah, no, that's it's good. And, and hopefully it gives people something to kind of think about as far as like, what are some of those key decision makers or factors that should play into it? And I mean, people do get sidetracked and there's a lot of opportunities because there's a lot of different methods. People are doing it well and everybody's selling their methods. So having some confidence and clarity for yourself, I think is a, is a big deal, but we also have folks who get kind of stuck. Maybe they've been doing something and it's been working uh, and they're ready to move on or level up or change what that um, their, their format of investing or their, their method of investing is. I know you're big into helping people overcome a lot of the anxieties and fears in that. I'm curious, how do you help people cope or what are some methods that people use to, you know, to be able and be ready to, to make that transition as well? Well, I think a lot of what comes from being able to level up is being able to kind of take a moment and sit quietly and think about what's holding you back. You know, is it fear of making a mistake? Is it, you know, um, a lack of a lack of knowledge? Is it being risk adverse? Is it, you know, I, I maxed out on my financing and I don't know what lo that looks like next. Or, you know, I know I need to move into the, the partner space, but I'm really afraid of the responsibility that comes. Like, how do I show people that I have credibility and I can be trusted with their money? Um, so there's a lot of kind of that transition. Most of our obstacles tend to be between our own two ears. So it's really narrowing down what is the specific piece that's holding us back. Um, and I think I really enjoy people. I like people a lot and I'm really curious about what makes them tick and about why they think what they think and why they feel what they feel. And I think by asking the right questions, we can help people figure out what's holding them back. And then we just literally take those steps and we say, okay, so we're, you know, our obstacle is this. So here's the three things that we're going to do in order to make you feel comfortable. I think some people wait to feel comfortable before they take action. And the reality is feeling uncomfortable is a sign that we're growing. So we need to embrace that and continue to move forward despite how we feel, not wait to feel right about things Yeah. without being reckless, of course. Have you seen um, people who have been in situations where they're feeling like they're called to change their strategy but then having gone through this exercise, realize that they're in the perfect space anyways, and they shouldn't be changing. Cause I think there's this kind of attraction. Everyone's always looking on the other side of the fence and they're, you know, there's this, these big dreams and opportunities out there, yeah. but they're really good at it. Um, and they do love it. I think people get bored and they think, you know what, I want to change it up, but I think you can, I, I don't know. I'm just curious how common it is that people are overthinking that there's something else that's bigger and greater when clearly they have a working system and they they're enjoying it. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely people like that. Um, I certainly have clients who are, you know, experienced with doing burrs and we, you know, transition them into doing, you know, burrs with multi-unit buildings. So I think there's definitely ways that you can level up like that. Um, 
I, I think a lot of it is, is identifying what is working and then figure out what's missing. And, you know, when we don't know very much, then, you know, our, our, our decisions are very binary and it, you know, it's okay. You, you don't know anything about real estate. Somebody offers you a discounted house, you know, what do you do? Do you, do you sell it or do you flip it yourself? Like um, as we level up in real estate, and this is a, a great thing is, you know, become an expert in a strategy and then move on. Um, so once we become the expert, then we can layer in and we can start looking at it instead of saying, okay, I'm a flipper. I must go and find a property that I can flip. We get better at looking for opportunities. And then you look at a property and you go, what could I do to maximize the you know, return on this property? What is the highest and best use? And then you, you might flip it, but then you add in a rent to own component, which maximizes the revenue and gives you cash flow for three years. Like there's all these different things you can do when you know the different strategies and understand the fundamentals. Yeah. I think you're just better at multitasking than I am. Because <laughs> I, I have a lot of opportunities fly by me all the time. And I need to say no more, to be honest. And, and it's partly my personality. And I find I need to stick with what I'm good at and know it's working. And uh, maybe this is selfish, but I, I just expect there's probably differences in personality where some people can handle four different, you know, I could do a rent to own, a burr and a flip all simultaneously. And yeah. then there's other people that should just get really, really good at that. You know, I'm really good at finding deals and I, I'm just, I'm curious. I, obviously there's a lot of diversity out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I think one of the life-changing things for me was reading the book, Who Not How, and giving up the idea that I had to be the person who did everything and that I could surround myself with amazing people and train them and teach them and then empower them to be able to make decisions and to do things. So there's a very good possibility that maybe there's a VA or there's somebody in your network that you could hire who could help you evaluate opportunities and say, if they meet these criteria, keep them for me. And if they don't, here's a network of, of people who would be interested in this opportunity as well. Sometimes it's literally just about you know, who we surround ourselves with that can take decisions away from us. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to be suffering from decision fatigue, where literally we get to like dinner time and, and your wife's like, hey, you know, what do you want for dinner? And you're so overwhelmed. You're like, cereal. That's all I want is just cereal. because That's all <laughs> I can conceive of eating right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's definitely a good point, right? Like having these aspects, these relationships and network out there and assistance, like all of these things definitely open you up to allow you to do more for sure. So how do you know, because there's obviously a lot of information, this podcast includes there's a lot of free goodies out there. Mm -hmm. At what point would you say it's worthwhile for someone to hire a coach or dive into a more specific category? Where do you find that that, that gap happens? Or when is it when, when can we self evaluate and realize, you know, I need a coach this, I'm seeing these things in my life, this is the time for that to happen. Um, when you are in, you know, information overwhelm or analysis paralysis, and you're struggling to make decisions, that's an indicator that you need some you need some support and some guidance. Um, when you are um, when you have this theoretical knowledge, but you don't know how that translates into your specific or your personal journey, that's really important. Uh, when you are becoming, you know, like a seminar junkie and you attend all these seminars, but you're not actually doing deals, you know, maybe you're running numbers, but you're not putting in offers. Um, you know, those are all signs when you're not actually 
actively moving towards your goals with tangible results, with deals being done, that's a really key indicator that it's time to, to reach out and, and get some support. And support can be, you know, different. I mean, not everybody wants to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach. Some people like the, the group coaching component and, you know, the ability or the opportunity to network. But if your fear of making the wrong decision or your overwhelm of information is preventing you from taking action, generally you're going to be in a space where you're going to benefit a lot from a coach. Yeah. There's definitely people that are, um, that go to conferences and are a perfect target for seminars, right? They'll go to mm -hmm. seminars after seminar. And, and as a fellow podcast listener, I love to just absorb information and it's almost like the information is exciting in itself but I love that point when it's, when it gets in the way of you achieving your goals or a result that um, you're excited about, that makes sense. Like I, I get it. And, and I know those have been moments for me when I've been, I've taken the most value out of a coach because I coaching in some ways, though, it can be inspiring. You're not necessarily looking just for the inspiration. It needs to come at a moment and with a person that can then take you where you need to go um, at a certain stage in your life. And um, yeah, so I guess this is a good way to kind of, I guess, circle back for anyone. This is obviously a fantastic questionnaire that's available. Where can people locate that? And um, anyone who wants to kind of reach out and, you know, just chat real estate and, and pick your brain a little bit. We have a lot of listeners that love to reach out to guests. And uh, I know you'd be a fantastic resource for many of them. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you can find me under Elizabeth Kelly Consulting and Coaching, both on YouTube and on Facebook. And uh, I have a link tree there. You can book some time with me. And once we're ready to launch the, uh, the questionnaire, um, helping people choose their next investment strategy, then all the contact information will be available as well for people. Awesome. There you go, guys. Elizabeth, she's done many, many different strategies and um, she's really thought through how to help you with that. So I hope people do uh, take advantage and um, reach out and, you know, ask questions. This is a, it's ultimately real estate is a, a world of networking and relationships. And um, that's, that's what, partly what I think you and I enjoy the most actually about the entire thing is being able to connect with folks. So thank you, Elizabeth, for taking time to come join us and share uh, some of your uh, outstanding um, insights on some of these things as people are making these decisions. Thank you so much. And thank you for everything you do for the real estate community. We definitely, you know, up to the minute information and, and content and um, thoughts and ideas from, from people like you who are down in the trenches doing deals every day. It's very much appreciated. Awesome. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too.